This is the G7 ThinQ from LG. In some ways, it's LG's most ambitious phone to date. In other ways, it's just another smartphone in 2018. It borrows some from both the G6 and the V30, yet still has a few of its own tricks up its sleeve. Let's talk about the theory behind the style and the substance of the G7 ThinQ. This is our review. During the launch announcement, much was made of LG's new approach to smartphone design and development, thinking if they got those things right, they would have mostly nailed what most consumers want in their smartphones. But it all starts with the design, and I find myself really enjoying the way the G7 looks and feels in hand. Its 19.5 by 9 form factor is easy to hold and operate with one hand, and the mostly glass and metal build looks and feels premium. The all-glass rear chassis also now allows for wireless charging, which is a nice perk. After using the G7 for a while, I found my Pixel 2 XL to feel a bit boxy and too wide by comparison, and I think LG nailed the sweet spot in overall size and form factor. You get a 6.1 inch display in a footprint that still fits easily into your front jeans pocket. And speaking of that display, it's pretty nice. It's a QHD panel at 3120 by 1440 boasting an impressive 564 ppi and is capable of a thousand nits of brightness. What does all that mean? Well, it's really nice to look at indoors, and it's easy to see and read in all but the brightest of direct sunlight. The only thing that interrupts the view? That notch. Or what LG is now referring to as the new second screen. For all that's been made of what other people think of notches in general, LG here gives you the option to mask or highlight it within the software, which is something not everyone has done. So enable it or don't, as you please, but for right now, even if you choose to hide it by default as I did, just know that not every app supports that masking yet, so expect to see the notch more often than not. Along with the beauty comes the brawn, and the G7 ThinQ rocks all the specs you'd expect to see in a 2018 flagship, and even includes some things missing from other flagships like an SD card slot, headphone jack, and IP68 water and dust resistance. With all this high-tech hardware under the hood, day-to-day -day performance is smooth and snappy, video playback is smooth, and you can have numerous tabs open and not have the G7 drop frames on you. The only thing that I'd be critical of in terms of performance is the overall UI that LG's skin imposes on you that makes navigating different menus a bit confusing and overwhelming with the sheer amount of options. I use a Pixel as my daily driver for the clean software experience, among other things, and I wish LG had chosen to adopt a less is more philosophy here with respect to their software skin instead of a more is more one. Overall, during my time with the phone, I was not disappointed with its performance, and I doubt you would be either. I mentioned the ABCDs of LG's new philosophy and talked already about the display, so let's talk about the rest and see how LG did there. The AI, in a variety of forms, is in lots of different facets of the G7 ThinQ. But there's also the Google Assistant front and center, most notably in the form of a dedicated Assistant button. This multifunction button can launch both the Assistant as well as Google Lens, although the Lens function is a bit limited at this point. The Google Assistant isn't, but the button is much like the squeezy feature of both the Pixel and HTC devices. It's nice that it's there, and there are multiple other ways to launch the Assistant that are arguably easier to get at. So if you use it, you'll probably always use it. And if you don't, you probably won't start because there's a specific button for it. LG's AI cam is also an interesting concept, but wasn't much of a factor for me when using the G7's camera. Let's talk that camera. 
or rather cameras, since the G7 boasts a dual camera setup of one normal focal length and one wide angle lens. For my money, this is the best implementation of any dual camera setup to date. The ability to have a wide angle lens available to you at the push of a button is a super underrated feature of the camera setup. And the cameras are fine and really great in most circumstances. As you can see from these sample photos, the only time things start to get dicey is with movement and low light. The super bright camera features, a fancy way of saying pixel binning, makes the exposure time a bit longer than normal, and if you have a moving subject, or just a bit of wind, you'll probably end up with a blurry shot. Otherwise, the dual camera set on the G7 will likely impress you. Battery life has been solid. Neither overwhelmingly good, nor disappointingly bad. It's about what I'd expected, which is fine. Other phones, like the Galaxy S9 for example, were a bit disappointing with their battery performance, so this was a pleasant surprise for me. My usage generally produced an all-day result, with most days generating around 3 hours of screen on time. Again, fine is the best way I'd describe it. And wired fast charging is always an option if you need to top it off before heading out for a long night on the town. Sound quality is one area where LG has really managed to differentiate itself from the pack. Not only does the G7 have a headphone jack, but the 32-bit quad DAC will help you make sure you get the most from your music. And if you were worried about the external speaker not being loud enough, well, don't be. Even at max volume, the bottom firing speaker sounds clear and of high quality. Whatever amount of money in R&D went into the creation of LG's boombox speaker setup, it was well spent. I said at the beginning that in some ways, this is LG's most ambitious phone to date. And with the excellent display and design, amazing sound quality, and overall rock-solid performance, every goal that LG set out for itself at the launch event, they achieved. It's a phone most people should buy and enjoy a great deal. But by making a phone that's like so many of the other flagships out there today, they failed to make one that truly stands out. There really isn't one killer feature that would make the G7 appeal to someone over, say, a Galaxy S9 or the recently announced OnePlus 6. The closest you might come is someone who really wants a wide-angle camera lens on their phone, which probably isn't a huge market. So unless LG is prepared to really put their marketing machine to work on getting the ThinQ brand out there, I'm afraid this really great smartphone will get lost somewhere in between the worlds of Samsung's giant name recognition and Android enthusiasts who might prefer a Google Pixel or cheaper OnePlus device. Which is a shame, because LG really got everything right with the G7 ThinQ. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the video, remember to gently press that thumbs up button. And if you love the video, you can always subscribe by hitting the button that looks like our logo in the corner. We appreciate you. And remember, as always, we will talk tech soon.